It's time for Thriller Thursdays, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Once he was the terror of the underworld, the scourge of organized crime, the mighty puma of the urban jungle. Those were dark days, yet they seem like a spring yam festival today. For today, the world is held in a grip of terror, a grip that threatens to strangle freedom and liberty the world over. Now, still a man of mystery, but a lone wolf no longer. He serves his country the only way he knows how. As our one-man second front, the foremost freedom fighter of Canada and her other lesser allies, the Red Panda! This episode, The Judas Boats. Our story begins aboard the top-secret Italian command ship, Multo Inaconspicuous, where a familiar masked hero is being brutally interrogated by the cruel and twisted General Cannelloni. Deep within the hold of the ship, far from help, far from hope, the savage beating continues. That is enough. You see, a red panda. My men's fists, they're just no gonna get tired. They can keep this up all day. You may as well tell me what I wanna know. I've already done what those bumbling Germans could never do. I've captured the famous red panda. Imagine the looks on their little master race faces when I deliver you to the axis of high command already broken. You may as well enjoy those looks with me. Have the last laugh on them, huh? What do you say? Have you away? Boys? Boys? Hey, who said to take a break? <laughs> Playtime is over, Cannellone. You're not going to scare me by throwing your voice like that. Give it to me, boys. Boys? Looking for your goon patrol, Cannellone? Look up. Look way up. My man. Knocked the cold and hung by their ankles at 30 feet in there. But how? Who? I thought you knew better than to mess with the red panda. Stop throwing your voice and tell me who's out there. Who's working with you? <laughs> Fine. That's the way you want it? Time to see who you are under the mask. No. That face. It can't be. But it is. Baboon and McSmoothie, man of a thousand face. In the badly bruised flesh, you overstuffed sausage. Then that voice, uh, my men, it can only be. Just between you and me, I think you're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Oof. Take that, you overstuffed sausage. I've already done that one. Quiet, you. Keep still while I untie your hands. It's no good, Red Pen. He can barely stand. Even if we could run, we're a hundred miles out to sea. There's no escape at this time. But the bullet. It deflected, but how? Bad luck, Cannelloni. I'm field testing an amazing new force dome. It's meant to keep out water for short periods so landing parties can be fired ashore from submarines without leaving telltale frogman equipment behind. At this intensity, it'll burn out in two minutes or less, but it is utterly impenetrable. Then it seems uh, like my revenge will just have to wait for two minutes. Unfortunately, the explosives go off in five seconds. Explosives? 
Arrivederci, cannellone. Holy kiwis, fruit. Can we go again, please? Quiet, you. First of all, I'm mad at you. Secondly, if I can't turn down the power on this forced dome, it'll burn out in seconds. Then there won't be anything keeping us afloat and dry. <coughs> really? No good. The controls are fused. We'll have to hope they pick us up in time. Who? Them. Panda Mobile Command 3. Experimental submersible. Red. <coughs> not... Not my idea. Brit! Oh. Set up. Oh. Baboon? Baboon! Major, how is he? The medical officer says he's resting comfortably. He must be exhausted. They beat him for hours, and he can't have breathed a word. They still thought he was you, though why he was dressed as you remains a mystery. Baboon said he'd been set up by someone in British intelligence. Yes, I read your report. Brit's set up. You don't mind if we wait until he regains consciousness and clarifies that a little before we declare war in England, do you? Not at all. I just think that until we know what happened here and why, we should keep quiet. Not advertise the fact that we rescued him. Agreed. Although I'm sure Colonel Fitzking will want to notify his superiors in Australia. Professional courtesy. How is your device, Doctor? This prototype is quite done for, I'm afraid. I'm sorry, Doctor. I had to think on my feet. Don't apologize, Red. I never thought of using the Force Dome as a shield. It's not designed for that, it's true. But if I can concentrate and stabilize the power source, the idea has definite possibilities. If anyone can do it, Doctor, I'm sure you can. Well, that's very nice, Major. I'd better see uh, Colonel Fitzking about keeping our guest under wraps as much as possible. Keep me posted on his condition. Of course. Well, the Major seems quite reasonable today, doesn't she? Does she? Any particular reason you aren't speaking to her? Anna? For Pete's sake, I was only off the ship for 20 minutes. What's happened? I overheard her. She's having the Green Panda decommissioned. Decommissioned? But why? I don't know. There's been some talk lately that there was something between them, but I never took it very seriously. Oh, Red, I'm sorry for not saying anything to you. It's just you've been away so much lately, I didn't want to spend what little time we had filling your head with silly office gossip. I didn't want to talk about the war and secret weapons or stupid spies. I just wanted to have a nice, quiet evening and forget all about it. Then before you know it, the gossip became common knowledge and suddenly one of our best agents is sitting behind a desk in Saskatoon and I can't help but feel like it's all my fault somehow. Don't be silly, darling. It's not your fault. If you had told me anything, I wouldn't have believed it any more than you did. There may be nothing to all this. I'll get to the bottom of it. You check on Baboon. All right, Red. Come in. Ah, Red Panda. You'll be delighted to know that I've made all the arrangements. For the time being, British intelligence thinks Mr. McSmoothie is dead, and as far as the Australians are concerned, he's temporarily reassigned to Panda Division. At least until you can sort this out. Thank you, sir. Now, if I may, I'd like a word with the Major in private. Anything you have to say to me, Red Panda, you may say in front of Colonel Fitzking. I don't believe... Well, you should. Go ahead, Red Panda. It's about the Green Panda. Ah. There have been some rather disconcerting rumors that I'd like to put to bed. It isn't too difficult to guess your source on this. 
As it happens, what Dr. Handbasket overheard is correct. There is no green panda anymore. I've also heard a few theories as to why, but I'm willing to listen to your explanation. Do you imagine that I owe you one? If you expect me to keep risking my neck for your department, yes. My department? What about your country? I've been an independent operative for most of my career. I'll go back to it before I'll work for someone I don't trust. Spare me your adolescent display of independence. You aren't busting up bootleggers anymore. Even you can't win this war single-handed. Watch me. Steady on, Red Panda. Thomas McStrongchin. Who? That's his name. His real name. I know what you've heard. Your green panda might have been having a relationship, but I was having a security check. It took less than a week to get him to spill his guts, and I wasn't even trying very hard. If it took that little persuasion to get him to reveal all of his own secrets, he clearly couldn't be trusted with his countries. All I know is that before the war, he was the Green Guardian, part of the Prairie Patrol, and the greatest hero Winnipeg had ever known. That's not saying very much. If you went after him, how are any of us supposed to trust you? What, you? A security risk. How long have you been romancing Dr. Handbasket? Does she know anything about you? She still calls you Red for Pete's sake. Your file says it was months before you'd even take off your mask around headquarters. You know how to keep a secret. Freedom. Justice. And above all else, the mission. You're more like me than you'd like to believe. I'm sorry you think so. Have a nice war. Red Panda, wait. With respect, sir. Wait and listen. When Panda Division was formed in the last war, it was staffed with the very best of career espionage men. Lots of cloak, very little dagger. After the war, well, too many people bought into that war-to-end-all-wars business. When the time came, there were no agents capable of the miracles we needed. The real heroes had gone to the street. You and your fellow mystery men were trained, valiant, and capable. You were our only hope. You still are. But we know so little about you, and so much is at stake. Certain security issues were raised. Lingering questions about the Green Guardian's political views and, well... We did what we did. Colonel Fitzking, am I to understand that you authorized this action? Not exactly. I ordered it. If you can't trust the Major's motives, can you try to trust mine? The whole submarine is shaking. It's banking hard. Red Panda to bridge. What's going on up there? I think you better get up here, sir. I'm on my way. He never did answer your question, sir. Lucky for us, Major. Lucky for us. What's going on here, Captain? The submarine is being pulled off course. It's almost like we're being towed, and fast. That blip on your sonar screen, is that a ship? Yes, a cargo ship, one of ours. Part of a convoy. We're headed right for it! Don't get hysterical. Hail them. Can't we submerge further to avoid it? Negative. Whatever's got hold of us is pulling us up as well. If we can't change course, we'll ram them in two minutes. They're not responding. We're gonna die! Oh, shut up. Say, Captain, I'm no expert in this sonar business, but that other blip doesn't seem to be part of the convoy. You're right, Red Panda. It's another submarine. One of ours. I wish it were. Prepare to fire. Look, Captain, they seem to be headed to the exact same spot as we are and at the exact same speed, but a good deal closer. They must be targeting the ship. With us sitting right here, ready to blow them out of the water? An excellent idea. Sir, the U-boat is firing! Return fire. 
Sir, the torpedo is veering off course. It's headed straight for the cargo ship. My God, the ship. Looks like the U-boat was too close to the blast. They're going down as well. Why would they fire at such a close target? They didn't. I was watching their torpedo on the sonar screen. They fired at us just as we fired at them. Both torpedoes must have been caught up in whatever was pulling us off course. What are you suggesting? I'm saying that whatever happened here, Captain, you and your men are not to blame. Whatever force had hold of us was coming from that ship. How can you be so sure? Because it stopped the moment the ship was hit. Get hold of the rest of the convoy. I want to know everything we can about that ship, and I want to talk to any survivors we bring aboard. Days later, at the top secret headquarters of Panda Division. I just don't see what you hope to achieve in this matter, Red Panda. The ship in question is at the bottom of the North Atlantic, as is the U-boat that sank it. That's a very revisionist view of events, Colonel Fitzking. That's enough. I understand that there's been a certain amount of bad blood lately, but I will not allow your peevish behavior to affect this investigation. This has nothing to do with the Green Panda, sir. I'm simply not satisfied with closing this file yet. Our command sub and a Nazi U-boat are pulled by an unexplained force towards a Canadian cargo ship headed for Britain. The ship is sunk when two torpedoes simultaneously veer off course and strike it. No other ship in the convoy recalls having any direct contact with the ship in question, and although thirteen German submariners were pulled out of the drink, not one member of the cargo ship's crew was found. Not even a body. That does not sound like a closed case to me. There is more at stake here than office efficiency. The owner of that ship has suffered very heavy losses sending essentials to Britain. As long as an investigation is ongoing, he cannot collect government compensation or private insurance, which means less material for our besieged allies. Do you understand? The War Office wants the matter of the Judas Goat settled today. The Judas Goat? The name of the ship in question, part of the Goat Corp fleet. J. Phineas Goat. You know the man? We've met. Then you know that he's one of the richest and most powerful men in the country. And a great supporter of the war effort. I know his reputation. Yes. Ah,、uh, Major, very difficult to chastise Red Panda for a later report when you yourself are late for the meeting. Very sorry, sir. My watch hasn't worked properly lately. Nor has mine. I put it down to the force dome overload. But if yours is also, I fail to see the significance. I'm sure it's nothing, sir. I'll get to work on that report right away. On my desk in the morning, Panda. Of course, sir, Major. Oh, at long last, reason, eh, Major? Yes, sir. Excuse me, sir. Red Panda, wait. Sorry, Major. Got a lot of paperwork to deal with. I know what you're thinking, and I'm thinking the very same thing. Really? You're thinking when will this woman shut up so I can get back to work? I find that difficult to believe. You're thinking about flying off to Calgary to ask one of the most powerful men in the country if he's misplaced any incredibly powerful electromagnets lately? Yes. Something like that. What do you think the colonel would say? Nothing he could say would stop me from going. Only from coming back. That goes for you too, Major. How long do you intend to treat me like the enemy, Red Panda? Believe me, Major. When I start treating you like the enemy, you'll know it. At least I know what to expect from the enemy, and he knows what to expect from me. 
but betrayal of trust, like your little witch hunt rooting out commies here in the clubhouse while the world slips away, or someone inside British intelligence sending McSmoothie into a trap. That I cannot tolerate. And if J. Phineas Goat is lining his pockets, kicking his country when it's down, and playing the hero for doing it, then one way or another he will answer to the Red Panda. Do you intend to stop me? I'll stall Colonel Fitzking. You have two days. Thank you, Major. And Panda, watch your back. I know just the man for the job. Doctor? Here I am, Red. How's the patient? The what? Oh, yes. He's fine. Really fine. In fact, super. Look, I know it's a bit soon, but can you clear him to travel? There's a situation I need to deal with, and I haven't got much time. A travel? Oh, I don't know. I think I'd better keep him under observation. Very close observation, in fact. Doctor? The test results are back, Baboon, but I still don't... Doctor? Yes, Red. Oh, for Pete's sake, Baboon, stop doing that. Baboon? Don't look so shocked, Red Panda. Come on, give us a kiss. This is very disturbing. I'm serious. Change back now. Baboon? In person. <laughs> Bet you'll think twice before you slow dance with that one again. Or I could just shoot you dead right now. To be honest, I hadn't thought of that one. Poop. As you've noticed, Mr. McSmoothie has recovered his amazing powers of disguise. But how? I thought you had stopped taking Adapranol T13, the secret Australian shape-changing formula. What are you, the narrator? I'm still not sure what caused this. The force dome overload, the explosion, or some compound he was exposed to on the Italian command ship. But something has reactivated the residual Adapranol in his bloodstream. I can't be sure yet, but the effect seems to have none of the toxic residue of Adapranol, and it may, in fact, very well be permanent. Amazing. How are you otherwise? I'm not sure. As far as I can tell, the fat old man in the pinafore making mud pies in the war room is the Prime Minister. The golden retriever everyone calls Colonel Fitzking is his dog and is actually in charge. The tall Sheila with the leather knee highs is your boss and for some reason you don't like it. That's more or less right, yes. Then I'm okay. I'm just very confused. I'll explain en route. We've got to get to Calgary. Does this have anything to do with nailing the pile of dingo droppings that set me up? No. Poop. Would it do any good to ask you to be careful? You have very strange notions of romantic goodbyes, Red. Leaning over and whispering a man's name in a girl's ear isn't... Oh, wait. It isn't... Mine. Yes, it is. I was stupid not to tell you months ago. But it's against regulations for you Anna, to... Anna, there are some things more important than secrets. Trust is one of them. Oh, Red. Are you two having some kind of touching moment that I don't understand? We were, yes. Come on, McSmoothie. We've got a plane to catch. Good afternoon, Mr. Goat. Mr. Pin. We've become very formal suddenly. Sir, it's the matter of the Judas Goat. The file still hasn't been closed. My company won't release any funds until the government has finished their investigation. And if they find out that the ship was empty, that I signed the inspection certificates, well, how long before they tie me to the others if the government learns that we've been doing with the... Oh, uh, stop 
gibbering Thomas. You don't imagine this is my first indiscretion, do you? You don't go directly from honest merchant to sending out empty, remote-controlled cargo ships equipped with powerful electromagnets to attract enemy torpedoes, do you? Millions of dollars in insurance money for building a few hollow shells of ships pin, pulling the U-boats right to them, making sure they never reach their destination. It's all so elegant. And if the U-boat survives the magnetic storm and happens to sink one or two other ships in the convoy, it only helps to cover my tracks. Simple. But, sir, if the government discovers insurance fraud on this magnitude... Mr. Pin, you are beginning to bore me. Don't you see? I am the government. I am whatever I want to be. I am the machine that keeps all the other Thomas Pins in line, makes them believe there is order or justice. Then I take what I want. Listen, two months ago I had a visitor, called himself the Red Panda. You believe that? Just like all the other masked nuts to take that name since this country was settled. Tells me he'll be watching me. He's on to me. For a minute I was almost worried. Then I remembered that this red panda now works for the very same government you're so terrified of. I whipped up some nonsense about the socialist menace, had my people pressure the whole war office. It didn't bring him down, but it took out one of his pals threw his whole department into disarray. Meanwhile, I convinced a weasel of mine in British intelligence that we could both get rid of problems if we ruin this red panda's reputation, send some Aussie headcase that was making waves out on a mission that was sure to fail, make him look like a fool. Now, that man is dead. And the red panda is on the ropes, feeling like there's no one he can trust. My sources tell me that his superiors are afraid he'll quit any day now. You see, Mr. Pin, I've done all this to a man who doesn't even officially exist. How can a system that I own possibly bring me down? What do you have to say now, Thomas? How about turn around? What? You. That's right, J. Phineas Goat. I told you that the Red Panda would be watching. You should have listened. Pin, you set me up. Not quite, mate. It didn't take much to figure that the man who inspected every shipment you lost for your insurance company had to be in on the job. Meet the Aussie headcase who was making waves, Mr. Goat. Very cute. If you were listening at all, you have to know you'll never send me to prison. No, Mr. Goat. You're a special case. You're going to spend the duration of the war in the darkest hole I can find, guarded by a very fine agent who has nothing but time on his hands thanks to you. From time to time, Mr. McSmoothie will put on your face and smile for the cameras as he orders your minions to spend your entire fortune on the Allied war effort. 
When it's finally over, you'll be free to go. A man without a name or a dime to it. What do you say to that, Mr. Goat? Mr. Goat? Koala got your tongue, fatty. Not quite, baboon. He's dead. Cyanide, by the look of it. Looks like J. Phineas Goat escaped justice after all. So, you aren't the first Red Panda. The Red Panda legends go back to the time of the fur traders. I'm just the latest in a long line. And the whole Panda Division, they took that name from the same legends? That's right. That's why I didn't have to change my name when I joined, unlike the Green Guardian or the Vancouver Vixen or any of the others. You were all masked heroes before the war. That's right. That's funny. Why, what were you before Australian SIS recruited you? International jewel thief. Don't worry, though. I won't hold your checkered past against you. Thanks heaps. It's a good thing, too. Until we can figure out who Goat's traitor inside British intelligence is, or why they set both of us up for a fall, it looks like we're stuck with each other. Why are you stopping here, in front of the demolition site? Baboon, this isn't a demolition site. When we left here 36 hours ago, this smoking hole in the ground was Panda Division headquarters. It's been totally destroyed. But how? And by who? What horrible fate has befallen Panda Division? Who is responsible? What has become of the Red Panda's friends and allies? Will this show ever find another sponsor now that Zwiecek's petroleum chews have been declared unfit for human consumption? Find out next time on the continuing adventures of the Red Panda! You have been listening to Dakota Ring Theater's presentation of The Red Panda, episode number four, The Judas Boats. Written and directed by Greg Taylor, with original music by Andrea Lyons, featuring the vocal talents of Stephanie Bickford, Gregory Z. Cook, Richard Dennison, Stephen Gauchy, Adrian Rogers, and Greg Taylor. This story and all the characters featured therein are fictional creations and are entirely the property of the producers. No portion of this program may be recorded, reprinted, or retransmitted without the express written permission of the producers. Any person considering this program program as a valid source of historical information should have their head examined by a trained professional. The Red Panda was recorded and engineered at Raven Sound in Toronto. Until next time, this is Gregory Z. Cook saying bye-bye and bye-bombs. Thank you for listening to Thursday Thrillers right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic live and theatrical audio plays, Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama, Wednesday Wonders, our science fiction and fantasy magazine, Friday Follies, our end-of-the-week comedy series, Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike, and Sunday Showcase bringing you the very newest in audio releases from our United Artists of Audio right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.